Welcome back, everybody, to Not Qualified. I'm Joe. And I'm Zeph. And today we are not qualified to be electricians. No, we're not. Can't do that. No, because the, guess what happened when we tried? The lights went out. <laughs> Today we're going to talk about the movie Lights Out. If you didn't pick up on that. Yeah. Our intros are getting worse. Yeah, they are. All right, Joe, what is Lights Out? Uh, it's a horror movie directed by David F. Sandberg. I was going to say his name. I love saying David F. Sandberg. <laughs> well, too bad. I beat you to it. Um, you beat me all the time. It was based off of a short film of his about a creature that is only you're only able to see its silhouette when the lights are out, and every time the lights are turned on, you're not able to see it. It disappears, and... Hijinks ensue. Yeah. Um, how how many movies can you count in your head that are based on a YouTube video? Fred the movie. <laughs> um, Smosh the movie. Smosh the movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think that's about it. And lights out. Lights out. That well, that's the coolest thing about the it. Holy Trinity. Yeah. If you haven't if you haven't seen Lights Out, watch the YouTube skit. Skit. It's not a skit. It's not funny at all. Watch the YouTube short first. Um, it's just like three minutes long, and it's expertly done. Yeah. And then uh, some movie studio, some movie executive saw that YouTube video and thought, ah, the kids will love that. And so they gave David F. Sandberg a bunch of money to make a uh, horror movie based on it. That short, and it turned out really good. Yeah, it was really well. Um, me and you have talked about this before. Uh, it's it's pretty short. It's like feature length movie length. Yeah. Uh, and by that I mean an hour and twenty minutes. It's like an hour and twenty minutes. It's the bare minimum. And that's what I love about it is it mm-hmm. does not overstay its welcome. It is yeah. succinct and to the point, and it does exactly what it's trying to do, um, yeah. and it does it well. And I don't think it. I think it. Pretty well stays away from most of the bad horror movie cliches. I mean, yeah. there's cliches in it, but they're not distracting. Yeah, it's not like watching the Bye Bye Man. Um, it's yeah. like, you know, it's well, it's well directed and well written, and for the most part, well acted. Um, and it just does not overstay its welcome. It's very, it's just as long as it needs to be. Yeah, uh, something I thought was neat is there were several times throughout the movie, or really twice actually, where the shot. Uh, whatever shot was happening, I was like, "Oh, that's just from the short film." Like he, he was like, he was just recreating just the recreating shot, the yeah. shots from the short film. I thought it was really neat. Uh, yeah, it doesn't overstay its welcome. Um, it doesn't uh, live up to those really mediocre horror movie cliches. All but like maybe once where there was just a an absolutely cheap jump scare, but that was like once. When was like, that? It was like towards the beginning. Whenever. Um, the dude gets sucked up into the darkness. Or just like every anytime there's a jump scare in a horror movie, it's mm-hmm. always with sound. And it's well, just I was thinking that so jarring in that scene whenever he's on the couch with his mom. Yeah, and they're eating popcorn, and then it doesn't. The monster's creeping up on him, and then it cuts away, and then when it cuts back, she's on the couch behind him. Yeah, it. I thought this because we just watched it, and I was like, that would not have scared me if it weren't for the orchestral slam that yeah. happened on top of it just the sound effect of a giant explosion yeah that happened when it appeared i want to see a horror movie well i mean there's plenty of horror movies without that yeah um but i just wish that horror movies would rely on it less also 
Side note, David F. Sandberg is a pretty cool dude. He like talks to fans on Twitter and like YouTube reviews. He like inter- you know you know because he's a YouTuber also. Yeah. yeah. Um, so David, if you're listening, nice job, man. Yeah, good job. We we appreciated the movie. Uh, I was. No, you weren't. I was. Well, I, well maybe at one point. Yeah, but not I don't, right I don't now. really feel like it right now. I'm not. But I also really liked... Uh, I thought the acting was really well done. I think all the characters were acted out well. I think Teresa Palmer's a really good yeah, actress. Yeah, the acting... Like, when I said for the most part the acting was great is because there were just a couple times the kid took me out of it. Yeah. But that's just the nature of child acting. Unless you're Haley Joel Osment or the kid from E.T., you're, you're going to get that. It's yeah. just going to be... And and the kid was pretty good for the most part. I mean, he was a good child yeah, actor. Yeah, he was solid. Um, there were just a couple times where I'm, I was like, oh, that seems like the director told him to say it that way because he yeah. didn't say it naturally. But um, other than that, I mean, the, the acting, even from the kid, the acting was solid most of, all the way around. Yeah. Um, was it here? Here's the big question, Joe. This is a horror movie. Mm-hmm. That wasn't a question. The question's coming. This is the setup. To the I'm question. just agreeing with you. It I is know. a horror movie. Yes. So that's a, that was a horror movie. Yeah. Right. Correct. The kids love those things. They, especially those little the the high school they go what they go and they watch those movies with their friends like hooligans. In the theater, they sneak in without their parents. Like a bunch of ding dongs. Like a bunch of freaking hungy wongies. Now, here's my question, Joe, because this is what all the kids are wondering. It's a, what's a hungy wongie? Now, the second question is, was it scary? Were you scared? Um, no. I wasn't really either. But we have talked about this before. Um, I don't know that ever since I was, I don't know, maybe 10, have been scared by a scary movie. Other than, like, the occasional jump scare, or maybe, like, ooh, like, shivers down my spine, that was creepy, ooh, spooky. That's about it. That's about as much as a scary movie will give me anymore. Yeah. I watched this by myself in the dark, and I was having a pretty solid time. I really liked it. I fell asleep to it last night, actually, when well, I started watching so it. So, something that's really funny is we, we've talked about this, is with horror movies, um... Well, I think partly, okay, so part, I'll start with this. Partly, I think, as I've got older, it's not that I'm less scared by movies. It's what scares me changes. Yeah. So the types of horror movies that scare me now are different than what scared me as a kid. As a kid, generic horror movie, you know, something that jumps out at you and is scary is what scared me. You know, that's monster in the closet type stuff. Yeah. Um, That doesn't really scare me anymore. It might startle me, but usually that just makes me mad. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I'm just startled and I spill something. Yeah. Um, but the movies that scare me now are usually horror movies that are much quieter and much more unsettling. Yeah. So, like, obviously my favorite horror movie, we still haven't done an episode on it, but my favorite horror movie ever is The Thing, mm-hmm. John Carpenter, which you showed me actually a few years ago. Um, and that movie does not have any jump scares. I don't think if you showed it to a if you showed it to a ninth grader, they probably would think that was stupid. That wasn't scary at all, um, because they're they're expecting darkness and scary. Whereas, the thing is fluorescently lit, and there's no orchestral hits. There's no there's a couple jump scares you could call them, but they're not. They don't really make you jump. They're just yeah. are sudden things that happen. But what makes it scary is the ideas and the situation and yeah. the writing. Um, and the same thing with In the Mouth of Madness, another John Carpenter. Um, 
that one is not like the thing at all, but it's it's the situations and it's the creepy imagery. So that that's what gets me now is because I'm watching a movie. It's a visual medium. It's whenever there's a creepy image on the screen is what I appreciate more than just being taken on a roller coaster ride of uh, adrenaline. Yeah. So, did we talk about Sinister? No, we haven't. You want to throw that in? Yeah, I would like to because that was a movie that actually it was one of those ones I was like one of the chills down the spine spooky yeah spooky moments. But it happened constantly. I was like, oh god, it's so unsettling. Yeah, to watch. Sinister was really good, and it was one, another one that really scared me because, well, that one's well. I guess another aspect of movies that or another aspect that can really scare me is the atmosphere of a movie. So. Yeah. That that's one where the atmosphere you feel like you're alone in that house. Yeah. Because the especially when he's sitting in that room and watching those Super Eight films alone, the way that it's directed, it's um, it's claustrophobic. Mm. You just see what he's doing. You see his hands putting the film together. You see the screen when he's watching it. You see his drink in his hand. Yeah. You don't see the room around him, and the corners are all dark, and that makes you feel like you're in a dark house alone. Mm. And uh, you don't know what else is in there with you, and that's yeah. that's what gave that movie such a creepy vibe. Mm. Uh, yeah. yeah, and having to watch those films was just kind of the worst. <laughs> it was so unsettling to watch. I don't know, just people get murdered. It feels like I'm watching a snuff film. Like oh an yeah, snuff film. It's so un- uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. Um, yeah, but it was really well done. Um, back to Lights Out, I guess. Um, you know, before we move off Sinister, you know what yeah, my favorite yeah. thing about that was? What? Is that they finally gave Uma Thurman's husband a good role. You know, that dude's been trying to make it as an actor for years, and then finally he marries Uma Thurman, and she, I guess out of the goodness of her heart, gave him a role yeah. in Sinister. <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke. Continue. Did you watch Gattaca? No. With Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke? No. It was a really good movie. It's not a horror movie. Oh. Um, you know, it's a video. It's an arcade game from the 80s. Lights Out? Galaga. Back to Lights Out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I made this comment earlier when we were watching it that there's just a lot of lore. There's a lot of backstory that they're developing. And you had made the comment that they probably couldn't really have made that concept into a full movie had they not done that. Yeah. That's part of the not overstaying its welcome. Is I was thinking, the whole time as I watched it, I was like... It must have been hard to turn, especially for your first feature film, to extrapolate from a YouTube video yeah. a full script, an 80-minute script. Because yeah. uh, how do you turn that concept into a full movie? Mm-hmm. There's not much to that concept. Yeah. You can really you can do it about about three times in the movie before it gets old. Yeah. You know, oh, the light versus, you know, mm-hmm. monsters in the dark have to stay in the light, keep the lights on, blah, blah, blah. You can, yeah. And then the lights flicker. You can do that three times, really, before the audience gets tired of it. And I might be missing one, but I think there were only about three, other than that opening scene in the warehouse, there really only were like three major sequences of scary, scariness where the monsters in the house with them yeah. in the whole movie. Because they had the one in the girl's apartment um, yeah. where she was scratching on the floor, and then they had the one midway through the movie, and then they had the climax. Yeah. And then out, scattered throughout that, there were other creepy moments. But as far as big, like, um, oh my gosh, this is the, you know, they're really trying to milk the premise. They did not do it too much, which was good. Yeah. And then, but 
you can almost see behind this, you know, behind the curtain. You can see the gears turning of like, yeah. okay, how do we turn this simple concept into a full movie? Well, you have to give it a story. And so they spent a lot of time with exposition and research and dialogue yeah. and lore. Because we always make fun of the fact that every horror movie has that scene. The where research The scene. research scene where they go and research what the monster is and how to defeat it or whatever. Yeah. This movie, I feel like, kind of was doing it the whole time. Yeah. It was like a constant. It was almost part of the movie. Was almost like a mystery in a sense that they're like, you know, this. She's like uncovering what the heck this thing is yeah. and trying to solve it. So, and I and that's kind of just comes from I'm sure what Sandberg did is trying to extrapolate from that YouTube video of well, there's a monster, but like in any horror movie, a monster, the monster is a character. Yeah. And so like. Then you have to find out why this character hates the other character, and but uh, yeah, just having to to fill uh, a feature length runtime with that. And it reminds me a lot of Mirrors. I don't know if you oh ever saw gosh. Mirrors. Oh my gosh, I watched it with you, didn't I? Kiefer Sutherland, I think so. Yeah. I oh, hate I that movie. We need to do a review on that movie. That's one of my <laughs> least favorite movies. I despise it. <laughs> uh, you know what? We'll just turn it into a horror episode. All Why right. do you hate that movie? Um, I don't. I it's been years since I've watched that movie. Okay. but I'm just curious to see what you're. You why. need to rewatch it because the, okay. Well, I need to rewatch it too because I don't remember why really I hate it. I know I know what it is, but I don't remember the specifics because it has like a sixth sense vibe where the whole movie you're trying to figure out what's going on with this guy, except it doesn't do it those good. The reason Sixth Sense is so good is because you, you don't suspect there's anything weird with the guy. Spoiler alert. He's dead in the Sixth Sense. Right? But you don't expect that, and then you see it, and then you're like, oh, I could have seen that the whole time. Well, Mirrors is intentionally trying to recreate that, and so you feel like something's off the whole time, but you don't know what it is. And then there's a twist at the end that makes no sense. It, it doesn't... The twist doesn't make sense and the i don't remember um did i watch it with you was it with you it must have been probably i know i watched it with noah i think we were all there because i watched it with somebody but um i knew it was a horror movie that came out when i was younger and so i wanted to watch it but i remember the twist making no sense but i don't actually remember what the twist even is he winds up in the mirror world oh yeah that was it that's it (laughs) And I don't get it. Yeah, it's yeah, super dumb. It's super dumb. That was what it was. Yeah, because there was the, his world and the mirror world. And you're trying to figure out what's going on. And, and the, the demons world, in the mirror. And, and then at the end, he's just in the mirror. Yeah. And then the movie ends. And he's walking through fire trucks or whatever. <laughs> and there's some kind of showdown in a glass room, right? Yeah, with the... With the demon. With the demon woman who was possessed with the old priest yeah. woman. It's all flooding back to me. And there's an abandoned building. Yeah. Big abandoned... Oh, that burnt he's, down. He's, he's it's a building night, that burnt down. He's the watchman of an abandoned mo- hotel. That's what it is. Which is a stupid occupation. Why would they need you to watch it if it's abandoned? So he can get sucked into the mirror world. That was their whole plan. That was it. <laughs> right. And then, sure, why not? Yeah. And then at the end, he's in the mirror world. And then he's walking around fire trucks and no one can see him or touch him or yeah. whatever. And it, he's just like, oh, what's happening? I'm Kiefer Sutherland. And the camera zooms out and the movie ends. I hated that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good movie in retrospect. But it did remind me of that because the whole movie, you're like, we need to stop the evil demon uh, mirror spirits. And they're trying to research 
why it's that it, doing that anyways, and they have to go find this old nun, and she's the whole reason behind it. So the whole movie is just a research scene, kind of like this uh, movie. Yeah. Is. Um, another movie I was thinking of while we took an intermission that the audience does not know that happened <laughs> was The Strangers. Oh, which sucks. we hate that movie too. That movie sucked. All right, so hey, let's just make this a long episode and just do horror movies. Okay, um, we will have to talk about some good ones here in a second. Yeah. But no, okay, we Mrs. Ray, I'm so sorry. <laughs> we watched The Strangers on your recommendation. Uh, we, for those of you in the audience who are um, not hip to the reference, Joe had a teacher in high school who suggested this music. This music, this movie to this us. Musical. This musical. <laughs> this musical, The Strangers. <laughs> we're gonna come into your house and kill you. Why are you murdering us? Oh, no. Because you were here. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I'm wearing masks. I don't know why. All right. So um, anyway, um, that was chaos. We watched that movie years ago, The Strangers, yeah. thinking it would be really good and suck. Who's in that? Natalie Portman. Uh, Liv. Liv Tyler. I knew it was one of my celebrity crushes. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't really remember much about it except that it was aimless and there's the it, uh, you don't know what the bad guy's goal is. Yeah, because they're like being creepy, but it's almost like they're being creepy for the audience because they're wearing masks and like standing around corners. But it's like if you're gonna kill her, just kill her. Yeah, you're in the house. I will give it credit in its premise and that that idea horrifying. That Truly people terrifying. just go from town to town and kill people And just randomly. showing up in your house and then just being super creepy and then end up killing you. Yeah. Is, yeah, that's terrifying. But also, not a movie worthy. No. I might as well just watch Cold Case Files. Like, that's not worth it. My yeah. <laughs> and also, it wasn't like... I don't, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. It, though I was frustrated the whole movie because I kept thinking... There are so many ways out of this. Like, this couldn't happen in real life. Like, sure, someone can break into your house and kill you. They're not going to be able to do what they did in that movie without you either, without either having to kill you sooner or you escaping or finding a way to call for help. And the first 40 minutes of that movie. They don't do anything. They, they just, just watch kind of, from the they background. watch from the back as this couple is having a horrible time. They're just arguing. So for 40 minutes you just watch people argue and then some people stand around in the background. Be be spooky. Be spooky behind be me. Spooky. Oh no. But as I was saying a while ago, um yeah, the whole movie's a research scene uh da 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 da. There's just a lot more lore in that movie than I expected. Yeah. Like there's just constant backstory, which I get like you have to have some kind of premise for why things are happening. Right. right? And I'm just I'm kind of astounded at how weird and complex that story was for an hour and 20 minute movie that there were just like research scientists and woman had a skin condition and they were best friends growing up and then they vaporized her in a chair or and then something. she had and then she had powers and, and then, then she she had like weird mind powers and now she has and now she can get in your head and, and light dark powers but it was done well because at no point did I think this is just stupid. Yeah, I was I was on board because they they introduced it slowly and they you know it it kept to its internal rules. Yeah. That's all a movie has to do. It can yeah. be off the walls stupid as long as it's consistent. <coughs> Something that I really appreciated. It was one of Teresa Palmer's lines um, when the is brother, that a character's name? No, it was the actress's name. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, whenever. The little brother's like, I don't even remember what he said. How, well, why does she, well, how can she do this or something like that? And she was like, I don't know. 
and they just don't explain yeah. it. And I'm like, ah, cool. I don't want you to. Yeah. I don't want you to tell me. If a horror movie explains every beat, yeah. every single thing, I'm I'm off. I can't go in because yeah. it's not scary. First of all, if I completely understand it, it's not scary because then it's built. It would it would build up more structure that would confine the movie more and, and it would break exactly its own rules. it breaks its rules. And then also, you, so one rule of horror movies, I think. I'm making up rules now, um, is that we, I think a lot of times horror movie writers will think we need to keep the suspension of disbelief in place. We can't break the suspension of disbelief. You've got to keep it intact. And they're not going to go along with this. This is crazy. So we need to explain it. And so then they just have a character, usually in a white lab coat, say something to explain it. Or they have a, or they have a teacher fold a paper in half and put a pencil through it. And then they have a, some kind of scene where they try to explain everything. Yeah. And that's usually about two-thirds of the way in the movie. It's been spooky, 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 really scary. And then they're like, okay, what's going on? And then they sit down and they figure it all out, every last detail. And then they have the climax. Yeah. And that's a terrible that's a terrible way to keep suspension of disbelief intact. Because it, it really breaks your suspension of disbelief. Because if, it, if everything in that explanation is not perfectly scientifically sound and logically coherent, then it falls apart. Whereas if they just say, I don't know, man, this is kind of weird, then I'm fine with it. I'm on board. Okay, the character doesn't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. But it's happening. But it happened. And I think that's the misconception that I think some horror movie, especially modern horror movie writers will get, is like, oh my gosh, I have to explain every detail or they're not going to believe it. But yeah. in reality, if the more you try to explain, the less believable it is. Yeah. So that's why you got to just stick to the basics. The Shining didn't explain anything. No, The Shining just said, oh, Hotel Spooky. <laughs> yeah. And then, that's and then it. The, the book wasn't too great at it either. It, it was very different. Yeah. But it still didn't like, it was still just like, eh, ghosts, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But that's how the best ones are. Like in the thing, they have the one scene. They have one scene, like every movie does, where they, they sit down at the computer and he runs the model. Mm-hmm. But the only thing, he doesn't, really figured out early so like when they first encounter the alien from the dog he pokes it with a pencil eraser and he's like eh, it mimics things and they're like oh and then he goes to his computer and types in a few buttons and he's like if it escapes it'll kill everybody that's it that's the only premise you need i don't yeah. need to know what planet this thing is from yeah i don't need to know any i don't need to know any details as long as the basic rules are in place so that i know what's at stake and i know what the goal of the characters is then i'm on board uh, can I remind you of something yeah. that just popped into my head? Sure. You remember that scene in the Bye Bye Man whenever she catches on fire and his solution was to shoot her? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I want to do another episode on that movie. It's so bad. It's so entertainingly bad. <laughs> what a ridiculous thing. Okay. Oh, uh, wait. Uh, recent horror movie. So let's do it. The, well, recent horror movie. Have you seen... <laughs> Uh, did you see Quiet Place 2 yet? Not yet. All no. right. Well, I'll talk about it without spoiling it because you haven't seen it. Okay. Um, Quiet Place. Talk about Quiet Place 1. Liked it. Good movie. Yeah, me too. Uh, really good, in fact. Uh, really, I was really impressed with Really impressed with it. First time director. First time director. Yeah. Yeah. And writer. And writer. So the second one was also written and directed by him. And it's a prequel, right? No. Never mind. The first scene is a prequel. Uh, okay. Because... The, he has to get that top billing somehow. Yeah. But so the first opening scene shows day one of when the aliens showed up, and then uh, the rest of it's just a regular sequel. Yeah. And I thought it was a perfect sequel. 
Like could not have done anything better. Uh, so I don't think it was. I don't think it was better than the first one because I, don't, I think by definition with movies like this, it can't really be. Maybe it yeah. could be better made. Yeah. But it's building off the first one, so it doesn't really work. Yeah. But it reminded me in ways of Empire Strikes Back, where it's a sequel that keeps the spirit of the first one, keeps the characters that you love, but it expands the world. Yeah. And that's what a good sequel does, and that's what it did. Um, so. I anyway, I can't really say anything else about it without spoiling it, but it was really good. Cillian Murphy's in it, Ooh. and um, the Scarecrow. Yeah, cool, cool. I really want to watch it. Joe, yeah. What's your favorite horror movie of all time? Probably The Thing or The Shining. Hey, so we have the same top two. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't talked about this before. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. Well, I feel like we should save the thing and do an episode on it since we both love it so much. And The Shining. We should do separate. Um, But what are other horror movies you love? Let's talk about a few more. Um, Mm. Oculus. Oculus. Yeah. Mike Flanagan. Oh, let's just go on a Mike Flanagan kick. Okay. So, Mike Flanagan, for those of you who don't know... Mike Flanagan directed Hush. And Oculus. And The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. And The Haunting of Bly Manor. And Doctor Sleep. And Doctor Sleep, yeah. And, and probably some other stuff. Some, some probably something else somewhere. Mike Flanagan's great. Yeah. He uses his wife, Kate Flanagan. I think her, I think they have the same last name. Maybe she doesn't. Maybe it's Kate something. And everything. Um, you watched Haunting of Hill House? No, I fell asleep. Oh, did you watch the second season? No. All right. Well, we can't talk about those. Oculus was a movie that... So my introduction to Mike Flanagan was Oculus. I never saw Hush. I saw it later. I Hush don't know. was good. Did I, oh, I saw it. I've seen it oh. now. Did, did it come out before or after Oculus? I don't remember. I think after. After? I want to say after. Okay, so what was his first movie? Was it Oculus? I don't know, but that's one heck of an introduction. I think... No, I think his first movie was a sequel to some other... Like, it was a franchise film that they gave him. Uh, the Fly 3. It was not The Fly 3. Well, aren't, wait, are they remaking The Fly again? Aren't they? I don't know. Is Jeff Goldblum going to be in it? I don't know. Um, so, anyway, my introduction to Mike Flanagan. Gerald's Game. Oh, that was his first movie? No, but the, he also did that oh. one, Which I didn't like the Gerald's I Game. Like but I didn't like the premise. It was boring. Yeah. Um, suck it, Stephen King. Sometimes you're boring. <laughs> Most of the time you're not. It's a movie called Make Believe. Okay. And then a movie called Still Life. Okay. That was in 2000 and 2001, respectively. Uh, Ghosts of Hamilton Street, which looks like a romance. And then Oculus Chapter 3, The Man with the Plan, which was a short in 2006. There was a Chapter 2? <laughs> I guess so. All right. That was, well, that was probably like a, he made a home movie as a kid. Oh, no. It's literally the same premise. A man sets out to prove an antique mirror is haunted. That's what I'm saying. He probably made it as a home movie like yeah. as a grown-up and made three of them or whatever. And then... Turned yeah. it into a feature length. Anyway, yeah. my introduction was when Oculus came out in 2013, maybe. Yeah, um, 2013. We. And I went. His next movie was Hush in 2016. Oh, okay. I went to see Oculus in theaters with my dad and my uncle and my cousin Colin, and um, we saw that in theaters, and we were like, "Wow, that was a good movie." I didn't expect it because I expected generic horror movie. Bleh. Um, but it wasn't that. It was very, and again, this is what I love about good horror movies. They mess with your mind. There's not just a physical threat, but there is 
an internal threat. And that's what Oculus did so well, is that yeah. you don't know what's real, you don't know what's not, and it messes with you. The movie still gives me chills to this day. Certain scenes in that movie give me chills. Yeah. Um, but Hush was really good. That was a that's, See, Hush is an example of what The Strangers was trying to do. Yeah. Where um, there's a guy showing up, he's going to terrorize you and kill you in your house, right? But Hush did it in a way that was... I think the thing that pushed it over the edge into really good for me was that Hush has an extra gimmick of her being deaf. Deaf, yeah. Yeah. When, in The Strangers, it's just Arwen in a room. <laughs> yeah. So, whatever. Um, Haunting of Hill House and Haunting of Bly Manor are both fantastic, great, great adaptations of old horror stories. Because mm-hmm. Hill House is, what, from the 50s? And then uh, the second one is... The the screw the shrew the screw the hunt this there's an old story with shrew or screw or something in the title, an old horror story from like the 1890s and that's what season two is based on. But they're both just modern adaptations yeah. of old stories and they both are really good. So you should and they have the same cast. You should watch them. Um, Those haunt the haunting series, haunting of Hill House and haunting of Bly Manor, are what American Horror Story wishes it was. Yeah, they're an uh, anthology series that is scary. Which, I wonder if we gave it a, a better chance that we would like that show. I've thought about that because we tried to watch American Horror Story years ago. Yeah. And could not get past the first episode. No. It, it was, was too gratuitous. It was so weird. Yeah. It wasn't like interesting weird. It wasn't it was interesting. Just... It was just like, also it's, it's a horror movie. So you're like, if it's going to be gratuitous, it's going to be bloody or gory. I'm fine with that. Yeah. But it wasn't. It was like sexual and creepy. Not scary, just like creepy in the sense like, oh, okay. Yeah. Not a fan. Yeah. Um, what do we think about the ring? I love the ring. I think it's so great. Movie. I've never seen the original Ringu. Ring. The ring. Ja- Ringu. Ringu. I've never seen the original Japanese version. I've only seen the American. The one that's all blue. Yeah, it is. Well, it's kind of <laughs> the green. Entire movie is like blue, green, blue, light, green, fluorescent. What, well, the entire movie. It's two thousand. What five? Yeah, that, I mean that's the when I think of oh, 2002. When I think of early two thousands, though, I think of that filter. Yeah, it was on every music video, so every horror out. movie. Yeah, washed out blue. It, okay, wait, no, the ring and the music video to Daniel Powder's Bad Day. I was thinking I mean, the same thing, <laughs> the exact same filter. That's what that You're is. Right. <laughs> Which she had a bad day in that movie. So <laughs> that's funny. Um, I'm trying to look up a list of just horror movies because I have such a horrible memory. So, uh, we watched the my, my dad's favorite horror movie is The Changeling. Yeah, we watched we that recently. Watched that recently. Yeah, I liked it. I thought, I thought it was, was really a good. Really good story. My uh, it was a really good story. It wasn't. I mean, again, it's not scary in the modern sense, but it is scary in like concept. the concept, and that's. That's the important part because there are some scenes in the Changeling that are legitimate, legitimately creep me out. Yeah. And actually, for a long time, I've said my favorite scene in a horror movie is in that is in that movie when the ball, his dead son's ball, rolls down the stairs mm-hmm. and lands in front of him, and he picks it up and drives however many miles and throws it into the river just to get rid of it, right? And then yeah. he goes back home, and. You hear, dun, 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 and he looks, and the ball rolls down the stairs wet. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's a great scene. Anyway, yeah. So. Again, in the modern, like you're saying, in the modern sense, it's not really a scary movie, just because horror changes so it's evolved like, so it's much. It's evolved so much by era. Um, but something that is very consistent with it is that its story is still really good and interesting. Yeah. Like if you write a story that's really well done, it has longevity. Like it, it will continue to last and be entertaining for for a long time. This is an old movie. Yeah. So. So. Um, talk a little bit. There's one genre of horror we haven't touched on. Well, there's a few actually. But slasher. Well, that's one slasher. Have you seen Psycho? Yeah, Psycho. No, I didn't watch any Psycho. Psycho is a great movie. It's the only Hitchcock. No, I've seen Rear Window as well. Anyway, that's all I can say. I guess it's a great movie, <laughs> especially for its time. No, but another genre. Well, let's stay on slasher for a second. How do you okay. feel about Halloween? I like it. Same. I don't think it's Carpenter's best, but I I, I agree. I, John Carpenter is my favorite director, and that's probably his most famous movie, and yeah. it's my least favorite of all his movies that I've seen. Um, but still okay. I actually like Nightmare on Elm Street a lot better. Yeah, I, I like that movie a lot. Um, Wes Craven did a really good job. Nightmare on Elm Street is creepy and a cool concept, and it's really well done, but the ending just blows it. No, it doesn't blow up for me. The ending is fine and campy when she gets pulled through the window. The mannequin yeah. gets pulled through the window. It's... It's I like it. it the whole yeah. movie it's just eighties cheese, um, but I just it didn't land. It didn't stick the landing on the concept for me. Like, yeah. and I guess it's supposed to be ambiguous. As was it all a dream? What part was a dream? I, I don't know. Yeah. But I, for me, and then the fact that they made sequels, it's it's just I don't know. It's a one of those lot of sequels, and it's one of those series. And the slasher movies are like that where. The some director with a vision makes one movie, and then the studio hands out this a thousand sequels to different directors, and none of them fit together. They can't yeah. you can't watch them as actual sequels because they don't make sense together. Same with Halloween. Um, but no, the other genre I was thinking of is found footage movies. Oh, so okay. talk about the descent. The descent is not a found footage movie. Wait, it's not? No. I feel stupid now. <laughs> I could have sworn. But I would love to talk about this. Well, hold on. Wait, I could have sworn it was a found footage movie. No, it's just the cameras are so shaky the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's what. That's why and I was like, thinking. It's all in tight places, so it's, it's not. Tight, like it's tight. It's claustrophobic, yeah. yeah. I could have sworn that was a found footage movie. It's uh, what I, I thought about that movie earlier when watching Lights Out. Really, and that at the end, at the end of the movie, spoiler alert: they win. The demon dies, as far as we know, and they're like, "Oh, okay, our mom's dead, but I guess we just got to carry on." It ends like right after she dies. Yeah, it has actual resolution. It has an actual resolution. There was nothing scary that popped out, and they're like, "Aha, surprise!" Are they actually it's still alive? Like in or freaking something. sinister. And the descent, or whatever happened in that end of that movie, like whenever she's the random jump scare that just happened at the very end of the movie. Too many movies do that, man. It's dumb. It's stupid. A dumb. It's a cheap, dumb, dumb cliche. thing. Big By the way, I do stupid. think I think we have talked about sinister on our catch up episode because I remember talking about hating that final scene. Oh yeah. So that's true. That's true. Um, but, um, so found footage movies. Yes. What's the best of the bunch? The I, I, To be honest with you, I don't think it's any of the paranormal activities. Those are the most popular. I have only seen one, and it sucked. It was Paranormal Activity 4, and that movie was so dumb. Um, 
I have yet to watch the Blair Witch Project. Me neither. That's the most. Fa- that was the one that kicked it off, and, and I, which was probably such an awesome experience to see in well, theaters when it first came out because nobody had done that before. And, and you're like, is somebody getting murdered by? A yeah, witch right now? that was what's so interesting about the original Blair Witch Project is because nobody had done found footage before, or people had, but it wasn't popular. Yeah. And when that movie came out, it was half the movie itself. I haven't seen it. I've heard it's actually kind of boring because you never really see anything. Um, but then the other half is the fact that the marketing campaign for it, people didn't legitimately didn't know at the time if it was real or not. Yeah. And so they added that layer of like, what is going on? This is creepy. Um, we Did you see the Dyatlov Paths incident? Yeah, or yeah, Devil's yeah. Pass. Devil's that was the name Pass, of the yeah, movie. Yeah. I remember that being pretty good. Um, yeah. Because it was it like a... Really interesting. Yeah. Because that's a... That's a historical event that I'm really interested in and I've read about yeah. a lot. And so the movie, I thought, well, this is a cool supernatural take on it. I don't remember the specifics because it's been so long. Um, but I do remember um, The Visit in that mm, Yeah, And that was a good found footage movie. Yep. <laughs> the first Paranormal Activity was decent. Yeah. Solid. I haven't seen I it. I enjoyed it. Um, something I did not know until probably sometime in this past year. I think I was watching pretty much it on YouTube. If you guys don't watch him, he's really funny. Go check him out. Uh, he does movie commentaries, but he did a moving car- movie commentaries on all of the Paranormal Activity movies. And I didn't know, because I've seen all of them, and I did not know they were connected whatsoever. They are? By the same character, yeah. Who? The, same, the girl that goes missing in the beginning. Oh, the first one. Like, uh, Demon's got her. Yeah. Uh, camera goes blurry. Yeah. I just, because I think I saw them so far apart from each other, I was, I didn't recognize that, oh, it's the same character from the last one. Uh, I was just like, what? Here's another person. I don't know. Yeah. What did, yeah. You had sequel amnesia. Sequel amnesia. Okay. And when we were in high school, we watched, this, when we were in high school, that was like the height. 2015, 2016 was the peak of cheesy, crappy found footage movies because they're cheap to make they're full of dumb jump scares and you can just plop them onto Netflix and make a profit yeah. um, and one that we watched I don't remember what it was called but it was took place in a school PAC and it was like a theater group and there was a rope remember the hanging we watched it I know I was with you yeah yeah and it's like they're running from a ghost they're putting on a school play about somebody who hung themselves but then the ghost of the person who actually hung themselves was wow. in that building with you them. okay and I then, did not remember that at all yeah but you do brother. now right I do now yeah. yeah do you remember that movie and then like I, I remember the images in they're putting head. on a play and then for some reason they're in the PAC at night yeah. I guess and then doors start shutting and they get separated and then they get they all get hung and then the school thinks it's a suicide which apparently happened in the last I don't know I don't really know the point I don't remember it it's been so long but there's one cool yeah uh any more horror movies yeah the scariest um found, the scariest found footage movie I've ever seen is called This Is Spinal Tap they they found this documentary filmmaker's remains in a ditch um, next to a drum set anyway any uh, what other other horror movies you love we can do another Uh, horror episode in the future but um, I I'm trying to remember let me go back to my list yeah 
don't know. During the mid two thousands, I feel like horror took a big dip. It did. That was the worst. That was the dark ages for horror. It just wasn't. There was nothing interesting. Like it was all just really generic and cheap. Yes, and you know, I was going to say this actually. In the recent years, there's actually been a, a real horror renaissance. I think. Yeah. In terms of artfulness, even if I don't like the movies. So the, I'm thinking of specifically of Ari Aster and the other guy, um, you know, with like Midsummer, The Lighthouse, yeah. uh, Hereditary. Peele. Yeah. Um, then Jordan Peele, especially, because I actually love Jordan Peele's movies. Yeah. Get Out and Us are fantastic. But those others I mentioned, Midsummer, Lighthouse, Hereditary, yeah. um, I, I don't really like them at all. Yeah. Um, but I appreciate that finally we're in a spot where horror is having a resurgence of unique you, you know yeah artistic voices um but jordan peele yes do you prefer us or get out get out but i love both of those movies. i love both but i think i prefer us so there we go something uh-huh. we we're on the opposite sides on let's punch oh. each other till we oh, die okay. oh. oh frick no i love both of those movies um i think i saw us first I think because I don't think I had seen Get Out. I saw Us when it came out in yeah. theaters, and then I went back and watched Get Out. And both of those are fantastic, not only horror movies, but stories in general and social commentaries. Yeah. Um, however you want to take them. So, um, yeah, they both have a very very distinct style as well. Vibe. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the generational <laughs> word. Vibe. All right, let's talk about Fred the movie. A true horror classic. Yeah. What, did you ever watch those? I watched the Fred movie when it came out on Nickelodeon. Yeah, is that, was it the first? There were like multiple. But I it think, was, yeah. Was it the first one where he's in a treehouse with a swimming pool? You got to be real with you, man. I don't remember. Sweet. That era in my life goes in the box. The box we never touch. <laughs> yeah. We need to do an episode on the box. We do need to do an episode on the box. For those of you who don't know the box... It can be applied to many things, but we talk it's about... It's cross-genre, but... It's cross-genre, but we talk about movies mostly, so it's usually in reference to movies, and it's a little box that sits inside of my head, and I put movies in there that I never plan on watching and I don't want to talk about. Yep. There's a category of movies that we refer to as the box, where it's movies we saw once, and maybe we're sometimes we're glad we saw it. Yeah. Um, I'm glad I saw it because I could appreciate the influence the artistic and the artistic value, value of it. But I never, ever, ever want to watch or think about those movies again. Yeah. And I guess we should do an episode on it. But uh, the movies that are in that box for me are Clockwork Orange, uh, Hereditary, Midsummer, uh, The Lighthouse. No, you know what? Scratch that. I'm not glad I saw The Lighthouse. <laughs> it still goes in the box. It goes in the box, but there's but a I separate don't... compartment because I don't even want to know that it's in there. Yeah. All of those movies are in my box as well. But there was another movie I was thinking of the other day that I don't remember. But by the time that we record that episode, you will That's right. Hear. Hey, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Five stars would help a ton. Listen, I can. you guys don't know this. I can look at the analytics. Okay? I know how many of you are listening. He's using big words now. Analytics. Listen, I know how many of you hear these episodes. Okay? And it's a lot more than how many reviews we have. A lot more. Okay. We have 13 reviews on Apple Podcasts, and there are way more of you than that. Um, so some of you are slacking. And I know some of you probably don't use Apple Podcasts, um, but it's pretty easy to make an Apple account. Okay. You just need an email. So just 
you know, even if you use what? What do you use? Preston Overcast? You still should leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, okay? It's easy. Five stars, write a little doodle, something that we can put on the back of a DVD and sell it in Walmart, okay? Just, yeah. it'll help us out a ton. And then also, call into 918-268-6337. Leave us a voicemail. Tell us what you want to hear about on the show, and we'll play it. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Are you ready? Yes. I'm going to turn the lights out. No! You guys didn't see that, but the lights the, are out. It's dark now. Thank you.